Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there and welcome to a brand new season of So I Got To Thinking, the weekly podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to Russell Crowe and George Clooney, Stuart <laughs> Dawson and Dylan B. Jones. Welcome back, Dylan. I'm like a Chanel suit. I never go out of style. You never <laughs> go out of style. We're back. I'm so excited. We're back. We're back. And this time it doesn't even coincide with a lockdown that yeah. we are aware of. <laughs> Fingers well, crossed. <laughs> oh no, I've just jinxed it. I've just jinxed If this is coming to you from inside a lockdown, <laughs> I just made that happen. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! Yeah, but life is back. I've got a sore. Th- I've got a hoarse throat from um, so much whooping and cheering at all the hun brunches I went to over the weekend. <laughs> I went to three, three brunches over the all weekend. All each with a drag queen. Yes. <laughs> I just it's since 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 society has opened up. I mean, granted, I'm only seeing your life through your social media lens, and of course, you're not committing to social media the times you're sat at home eating pot noodles yeah but it just looks like you haven't been home since restrictions were lifted <laughs> I basically I basically haven't and now is I was actually saying to Chris actually this morning like now the thing is that I have to be aware of is not over-egging the pudding <laughs> um, in my excitement um what have you been doing have you been out yet out and about I am I'm, I'm 50% vaccinated oh, I got yeah. my first I got my first dose well, by the time this comes out, it'll be about a month ago. So I'm waiting on my second dose. And yeah, just tentatively re-entering the world. I'm still a crazy paranoid virus phobe. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I miss my friends more than anything. And it has been so amazing to... And obviously, the weather has been beautiful at the moment. Yeah. So just like genuinely... <laughs> there was that amazing period where we were all like wrapped in blankets sat outside in like minus three yeah um i'm glad we don't have to have the blankets yeah and i just Um, knew i just knew as soon as we were allowed to sit inside the weather would suddenly become gorgeous because that's just how it always goes (laughs) well of course um you'd think i would come to the season premiere ready but i've actually completely forgotten the title of this episode oh it is called season four episode one the agony and the ecstasy that's so weird because that title does not have an awful lot to do with with anything that happens. That's true. In I was this episode. I was just thinking that. Yeah, because you would think that it would be Carrie pining over Big, but she doesn't really, does she? 
She's she's no. wistful. She's wistful about him. She's wistful. I, I would have called it happy birthday, Carrie Bradshaw, I think. <laughs> or my my favourite quote, and I, can you can you guess what my favourite quote I from can. this episode is? I think what I do can. you think it is? I think it might be she's picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> she's picking it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's actually okay, that's a really close second, but my actual first my first one is 25. Fuck I'm old. 25. Fuck I'm old. <laughs> Um, which is since, well, basically since I turned 30 a oh, long, yeah. long time ago. Dylan, by the time this goes out, I will nearly be 40 years old. Oh, my God. How does it feel? It's weird because when I first saw this episode, 35 felt, A, a really long way off, <laughs> and mm. B, old. Mm. And now I am, of course, five years older than Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> And I still feel like I do not have my shit together. <laughs> I think um, we're I think we're aging backwards though as a race. I think that like the more the older we get as a what what am I saying? The older we get as a race, the less age matters, I think. As a human race. I hope so. And I um, remember a big part of me not caring. Because I think there was a I remember sort of when I was younger kind of there was a lot around women turning 30 and the fear of turning 30 and how, you know, men just stop being interested in women as soon as they hit 30. It was probably partly stoked by Sex and the City as well. No, I think Sex and the City was kind of the the antidote Mm. because I looked at them and actually I believe Sarah Jessica Parker was older than 35 anyway, Mm. so they were always playing a tiny bit younger. And I thought I looked at them as being cool and liberated and having these amazing lives that I could only really aspire to in my twenties because I was skin all the time. Yeah. And so actually, <laughs> they gave me a, a, a kind of a hope, actually, yeah. that you know life didn't end at thirty. And I think it's quite deliberate that Sex in the City started with them all being in their thirties. And I still think actually that for women there are very few narratives about women in their 30s. Mm. Like, we tend to see TV shows about ingenues, like, arriving fresh off the boat, kind of. Like, sort of Bridget Jones, kind of. Mm. Or the sort of district attorney, kind of, Tina Fey kind of characters of, like, women who are in their sort of 40s, kind of. Yeah, I'm just thinking of... I mean, I feel like whenever we talk about exceptions to the rule in TV shows, we always bring up Fleabag. I guess Fleabag... Mm. She is, is she supposed to be in her, I guess, late 20s, early 30s, isn't she? Yeah, because Phoebe Waller-Bridge is kind of, I think, younger than we think she is because mm. she's so accomplished, kind of. Mm. Um, I think things have changed. I think, you know... She has like Big Little Lies and Killing Eve. Um, although Jodie Kerma is also incredibly young. Yeah. Um, and I think for a long time, Sex in the City, because even Ally McBeal, I think Ally McBeal was meant to be in her 20s, mm. I think. And then obviously the cast of Friends were meant to be in their 20s. Um, so it felt like the the 30-year-old single woman wasn't hugely explored until Sex in the City came kind of came along. Yeah. And and it was interesting to sort of see this episode and 
Actually, gosh, Dylan, you haven't given us a potted synopsis. Oh my god, yeah. We just launched straight of, into Carrie's birthday. We're out of practice. We're so we're so distracted by um by life things that we forgot to do a potted synopsis. So it's never too late. It's L- never too late. Um so yeah, so it kind of centers around the idea of a soulmate, doesn't it? Um mm-hmm. and also how that relates to they're sort of all I guess Charlotte not technically, but they're all single again. Mm-hmm. Um and um, they go to an engagement party, like a friends, a, a distant friends engagement party. Congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> um, yeah, and all kind of, as usual, this is a recurring theme in Sex and the City, are patronised by people in relationships. And then Carrie has an absolutely genius disaster birthday party. <laughs> it's just one of my favourite Sex and the City like moments it's so memorable and it's so well done just the fact that it just gets worse and worse and worse um good great good great excellent um oh didn't someone say that he's the same guy who was i'm so lonely that's what i believe i believe that to be true but i i don't know if that's the case (laughs) if the irish bus boy is also and was it charlotte's doorman yeah i've been so lonely since i got to the city (laughs) Good, great, excellent. Would you like a drink whilst you're eating? I mean, that is, that is why to this, in fact, it's definitely popped upon my Facebook memories that I, this episode haunts me to this day around <laughs> particularly book launches. Oh, right. Like, I genuinely fear I will be sat in dorms <laughs> by myself with... Did, did anybody leave a message? Oh, it's like, everyone's worst did, nightmare, isn't it? Like, is today Thursday? Kind of like, oh, oh. just... And then the woman with yeah, the cake like... arrives and she has to pay the woman who made... Oh. Yes, I mean, the, the long to jump to the end. Basically, Samantha organises a beautiful birthday meal at Il Cantonari yeah. for Karen and literally nobody shows up. And, which is horrific. Yeah. And I don't know how everyone could be so late. But, um... Badly bad traffic, they're repaving Fifth Avenue. Um, but Carrie gets this terrifying glimpse of what her life will be like if she remains unmarried. Do we think her concerns are justified? Um, I'm not sure, but I like that she admitted it. She was she was a mm. bit embarrassed, and then she was like, "Do you know what? It's okay." And she clearly decided, like, it's okay for me to vocalize this. Like, I'm I'm among my friends, and I'm just gonna fucking say it. Like. I don't have a man and I want one, which I, I, I think there's not absolutely nothing wrong with admitting that. Um, not at all, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, are her concerns just, I don't know, what do you think? I also really, really like that scene at the end where, where Charlotte rescues Carrie from, from killing herself as Carrie threatens. <laughs> um, I love the shower scene where Carrie... Sarah Jessica Parker has the mascara running down her face <laughs> yeah. and she looks like the girl from The Ring and it's it's quite spectacular. She's such a good screamer. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker is so good at screaming. <laughs> that scream she does is just so like... <laughs> because she lives alone in a, an apartment in Manhattan. She thought she was going to be murdered. Um, Charlotte has a key, which that always really touched me as well. Watching this is like a 20-something I. I loved the idea that you would be so close to your friends that you would give them a house key. I thought that was really special at the time. Yeah. And um, and now, it's funny, now now I give out house keys based on proximity because <laughs> if I get locked out of my house, I want my nearest, literally nearest friend to have a key. 
But um, the, then they got to coffee after the meal and, and, and Carrie says, you know, I was really sad. And it's vulnerable. She's talking to her best friends because nothing is off limits with her and her friends and, and Miranda cries as well. And then, you know, she's Marmite, but Charlotte in her eternal Pollyanna state, big wide-eyed delivery, <laughs> says, well, maybe we can be each other soulmates. And guys are just these great men we have fun with. Yeah. And that really still to this day strikes a chord with me. Yeah. Because, again, and I've, I've said this a lot, you know, my mum and my dad broke up when I was seven. And my mum never remarried. My dad, my dad did, but my mum didn't. But what my mum's life has been filled with is these amazing women. Yeah. And, you know, those women, Denise and Lindsay and Linda, they are her soulmates. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why, you know, don't get me wrong, like Carrie, I did want to meet a man, but I've always been much more concerned, actually, about the health of my friendships. Me too, yeah. Um, and... And much more keen to make sure that those don't wither and die. Because like any relationship, if you don't tend to your sort of friendship plants, they they will wither and die. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And something that I'm, we've sort of touched on this before, I think, but something that this year has just made me realise so much is just how incredible, like they're the most important, It's my, my friendships are like the most important thing in my life. Um, and Chris as well, but like that. He's just a, he's just a great guy. You have fun with. <laughs> yeah, but you know you know what I mean. Like I've just never appreciated them more than I do now. Um, just they're incredible. Yeah, and you know, God, there's not many people I would watch rom coms with via Zoom, and yet actually <laughs> having that contact and keeping that contact during the height of the pandemic, it made me realize these people are going to be my friends forever. Yeah, like if a pandemic can't get between us then I don't think anything's going to get between us yeah that's true should we go to a break I think now would be a wonderful time to go to a break yeah and when we get back from our break we will attempt to answer Carrie's question soulmates reality or torture device <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. Um, you're listening to Juno Dawson and Dylan B. Jones. We've been watching season four, episode one, The Agony and the Ecstasy. And we need to answer this insane question. <laughs> um, so, actually, no, before we get to soulmates, um, let's talk about Kat, um, Samantha and Charlotte and Miranda. Mm. And Miranda and Samantha don't have an awful lot to do this week. So shall we shall we pick up with Charlotte and Trey? Remind us, Dylan, where did we leave the McDougals? So Charlotte and Trey are having big marital big marital issues. That's are they separated? Mm. Are they living separately at this point? It wasn't I believe clear. so, yeah. Yeah. Um and they sh- she is frustrated after she becomes a pariah at the party. <laughs> when she's just, when she's, you know, we're taking some time. We're just figuring it out. We're taking some time. And that oh my whole... god, that's me. At, that's me at the moment with this fucking wedding. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, just trying to plan a wedding in a pandemic. People ask me, so how are you? And I'm like, well, John, did you know in the last three weeks <laughs> cases have gone up by thirty two percent, and everybody's saying that. I can hear myself doing it as well, and I can see people backing away from me. <laughs> yeah, I have been. Th- oh, but I don't blame you though. It must be so difficult hang- having that like date getting c- closer and closer, and just still not knowing. Um, I know. By the time I mean, by the time this episode goes out, we'll know. Well, we'll we'll know. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, but but I I my heart did go out to Charlotte because when something when big life stuff is happening. It's really hard to function like a normal human being. Yeah. And like you can feel your thoughts coming back to it. You know, you can your your attention is continually drawn back to it. Yeah. And you know, if the people I'm mining at are bored, I'm bored of myself. <laughs> so so I, I feel what Charlotte's feeling, but she's probably she's probably sick of thinking about Trey's dick. And there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing worse as well. I'm sure we've all and listeners will know this as well. We've all, no matter how like socially good we are at stuff, we'll all have had a moment at some point where we see the person's face change when you're like talking to someone and you can see them like getting bored, but you can't shut yourself up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did this, I did it. Um, I went to um, a friend's birthday party. God, I, I don't know if this person listens. I'll, I'll disguise it uh-huh. cleverly. And you know, when you're just like, um, talking about the pandemic and vaccines and all of a sudden I realized I was in the presence of an anti-vaxxer oh no and I was but I couldn't stop I couldn't stop well actually I think you'll find when you look to Israel they've had no cases Uh, and I was yeah I think that's I think that's something that it's you're well within your rights to not shut up about though is, is, um... I, d- I did it was yeah that was yeah <laughs> sorry sorry that person if you're listening um that night neither charlotte nor trey came inside <laughs> <laughs> trey comes on her leg yeah um, and gets a tissue but like like a gent <laughs> may i get you a hanky <laughs> a hanky um yeah so it's kind oh. of left it's left kind of unresolved isn't it charlotte and trey they have that strange encounter where she storms over to his late at night and then he comes on her leg 
Um, <laughs> and then, but I think we we come back to Trey again, don't we? At some point. Oh, there's a whole lot of Trey this series because yeah. we've got basically Trey. This is his last season, um, because of course he gets edited out of season five. No, mm. he gets edited out of season six. Mm. We we eventually learn he got cut, um, which is which I think is very odd. Yeah, actually that. You had Cal McLaughlin and he's on the editing room floor. But um, there's, I mean, I always think season four to me, series three and season four is like the peak Sex and the oh, City. Oh, God. Yeah. Where it was truly in its imperial f- phase. I was of. thinking that, that opening sequence with like the Kirsty McColl song and they're all like getting ready. And I was like, yes, I'm mm-hmm. on board with this. I love this. It's amazing. Like it, it's so camp by this point. Oh, my and, like, God. Like they really very... knew what they were doing. And like carrying her cape. Yes, I, like you I could really see the meeting with kind of like this season. It's capes, everyone. I wrote down capes on my paper. <laughs> Lots, Lots of, capes. of capes on Carrie. Gloves as well. She liked gloves this episode as well. Well, it was interesting because they've never really acknowledged the passing of the seasons, but for the first time this series, they do quite significantly. We we see slight changes in the seasons. I think. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, so Charlotte has to deal with Trey. Yeah. And she, when when they're masturbating, she thinks about Trey, which I find perplexing mm. slightly. I thought that because... line, I thought that line was a bit odd. Um, yeah. Because you can have, when you have a partner in real life, you can, you can have sex with them for real. So you don't really need to fantasize about them. That's a good point. <laughs> Do you, I, I, I mean, I love Max. But... <laughs> I, I, because he's there, so I don't need to fantasize about Max. I do about Chris actually, but only if he's not there. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, I was that's gonna. Sweet. I was gonna say, do we like to get in and get out like Miranda, or do we like to take our time like Samantha? I mean, get in, get out. I was, me too. Yeah, it's kind of like it. This sounds quite bleak, but it's kind of a function, really. Like it's just something that needs to be done, and then once it's done, that's it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far because obviously I live with my partner and we've been in a pandemic, so obviously we've seen a lot of each other. So if I've had time to myself, oh uh, yeah, and um, that's been quite rare actually. So it's become like a lovely treat. So so potentially right now I would light myself a candle and run a bath. Oh, <laughs> possibly romance myself, <laughs> treat myself, wash my hair. That's great. Self self care. Self care. Yeah. Um. Who do you think about when you masturbate, Dylan? Who's your go to? Um. It's not really celebrities. It's more kind of people. It's usually like people, people in my life, either past or present mm. that I think of. Interesting. But I very rarely, if it is a celebrity, it's Idris Elba. Mm. But um, I rarely, yeah, rarely, I rarely think of celebrities. I had for a long, for the longest time, I had a big, big crush on a porn actor called Colby Keller. Oh, but I've then heard of he, him. he became a weird. Trump, Trump yeah. off grid kind of like he was so he was like I think they called them burnouts which was people who didn't get their way with Bernie Sanders so voted for Trump what sure okay, sure okay sure um, Jan God that that name's a blast from the I haven't heard that name in years <laughs> treat yourself maybe I will treat yourself and <laughs> um, I just love I love that our mostly cis female audience will be frantically googling Colby Keller do not do that if you're at work I mean I know none of us are at work right now but if you are one of those few people who are back in the office 
Colby Keller is not safe for work. <laughs> just just a warning. And only, Trigger warning. And only do it if you like gay porn. I mean, who doesn't like gay porn, let's be honest? Everyone likes gay porn because the men are better looking. <laughs> so I, I know a lot of cis women who prefer gay porn because the men are hot. Yeah. Whereas in straight porn, they're such an afterthought. Yeah. Um, Samantha, speaking of wank <laughs> fantasies, Samantha, I mean, this one was a bit like on the whiteboard, which is like, yeah. can you remember when Samantha fucked the fireman? That went down really well. So who could she fuck this season? I know a monk. A monk? Was he a, a monk? Pre- or a priest? It was priest. Uh, It was unclear whether he was a priest or a monk or a friar, but like, either so he's, way. He's a Franciscan, Francis, Franciscan monk or something, or Franciscan priest. Franciscan. Um, the Order of St. Francis. Franciscan, Franciscan priest. I can't, um, let's see. Franciscans are a group related... A group of related mendic- mendicant Christian religious orders within the Catholic Church. And mm. um, I couldn't get past the fact, of course, and this is a huge spoiler. He's one of the serial killers from the Saw franchise. <laughs> is he? So he be- he becomes like the second Jigsaw. He's called Costas <laughs> Mandalore, and yeah, he's in like. Of the 73 Saw films, he's in about 60 of them <laughs> as the killer. So he's much more sinister in that. So I, really, even when... You like a horror, don't you? I love horror films, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, I even went to see the latest Saw film at the cinema. It was the first thing I did when we reopened. Oh, wow. It was truly dreadful. <laughs> um, he's not in this one. He's he's not in this one. He's, <laughs> I think he's dead now. Um, but yeah, I couldn't get away from Friar Fuck being potentially Jigsaw, which has really spoiled him in the fantasy state. That would have... But of course, I'm obsessed with Samantha taking him a really expensive tin of peas. Yeah, she was like, yeah, she was like they're the best, only the best or something. <laughs> it's very Samantha though to like make the effort to if you're going to buy food from the for the homeless, it's like the absolute best food, of mm. course. Why shouldn't it be? But it's difficult because of course we've kind of done this plot once already. Can you remember the the celibate yoga teacher. Mm, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, we've done. It's it's dangerous when you have Samantha is not a two dimensional character, you know, and I think actually her relationship with both Richard, which is just around the corner, and then later her relationship with Smith, really breathed life into Samantha because by this point. Things were getting a little bit samey, and of course, um, next week we've I got, think um, we meet Maria. Yeah, I was going to say we've got yeah. Maria. Um, mm. I really liked that storyline at the time, but it'll be interesting to see if it's aged badly or not. As I remember, mm. it was as I remember, it was okay. Um, Me too. Yeah, I, I at, at the, that point, I was really excited for that twist. I wish they'd maybe given it a bit more like breathing room. Mm. It feels like it was dealt with very, very swiftly. I think it was like three, like three or four episodes. Or three, three episodes, it? I think. Yeah, in yeah. and out. Yeah. Um, and never, never returned to again. Yeah. Um, but finishing off with Miranda doesn't really have a lot to do this week. Yeah, she's for got a little her... comedy routine. Yeah, which I thought Carrie was an asshole. Like after the party, like making fun of, like saying to Miranda, like, "Oh, why, why did you do the comedy routine?" Like she was being very judgy. I thought Carrie. I didn't get judgy so much as concern. Like that's mm. a bit weird for Miranda. Like, why are you doing that? Mm, maybe. Um, and then I, I liked obviously the the little. It was a neat little thing that gets resolved in just by the end of the episode when Miranda realizes. We all have painful things that mm. we need to sort of tell a little joke about, kind of. Um, 
So that was that was a nice, neat little story. I think really this one it was. It's a big Carrie episode, um, with her dealing with the big three five. Said said no one ever. Um, Thirty oh, 25. <laughs> fuck I'm old. Fuck I'm old. Do you um, believe in soulmates, though, Dylan? Let's, oh, let's turn to our, our attention to Carrie's question. Yeah, I was thinking this. Um, no, I don't. No. Um, I think it's kind of a... It, I th- is it one of those 90s things, do you think, that was kind of made... It's it's something that has been, that we've made up, I think, isn't it? Like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I wonder... That's really cynical. Let's see if I can work out the concept, the the origin of the phrase soulmate. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a there's a really sort of cheesy anthology series called Soulmates <laughs> running now. Soulmate Wikipedia. Oh, so you're looking for like when the phrase I want to know. I want to know where it came from. Yeah. Right. Historical usages of the concept. This is what I love this shit on Wikipedia. Like this is what I fall mm-hmm. in my own Wikipedia holes. Okay. According to esoteric religious movement Theosophy whose claims were modified by Edgar Cayce, God created androgynous souls, equally male and female. Oh. Okay, I can get on board with that. <laughs> Later theories postulate that the souls split into separate genders, perhaps because they incurred karma while playing around on the earth or separation from God. While playing around. Of, <laughs> over a number of reincarnations, each half begins to seek out the other. When all karmic debt is purged, the two will fuse back together and return to the ultimate. Right. Um, no. <laughs> so theosophy is a religion established in the United States during the late 19th century. So I guess oh. it's from that, is it? I don't know. Then in a new age, a new agey one, a soulmate is a separate entity with one whom has spent many lifetimes as a friend, lover, co-worker or partner. So actually the, the girls of Sex and the City didn't, go fully new age in that they weren't saying you have a reincarnated lover (laughs) somewhere out there and it's your mission on earth to find your one true no the more i'm talking about this the more i think it's bullshit yeah well i agree with samantha she was like you're if you really believe that you're setting yourself up to fail because it's a one in six billion chance. So obviously mm. it's not going to happen. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would go along with soulmates. Yeah. Like there are some, there are some people who have that certain zazazu, as Carrie will later call it, where you are just compatible. Yeah. And you just feel this real sense of comfort and contentment. You feel like you can totally be yourself around them. You can, you know, they feel like home. I definitely, I definitely believe in having like connections with people. Like when you Mm. have a, whether it's like romantic or a friendship thing, as soon as you meet someone and you have a, you can both feel that connection. That's a real thing for sure. Absolutely. And that's why I really love Charlotte's speech about your friends being your soulmates because I mean, I don't know if my friend Samantha is listening to this episode. This is my real Samantha, not the fictional <laughs> Samantha. When my friend, so my other, my, one of my other soulmates, Kerry, when Kerry introduced me to Sam in like 2003, um, they were on the same course at Sussex University and I had moved down to Brighton after university. 
and Kerry was like, well, I'll introduce you to some of my friends. And she was like, I think you will really like Sam. And that night I knew we were were just going to be best, best friends. And sure enough, you know, Sam and I, you know, just inseparable, you know, and she's one of my bridesmaids, as is Kerry. And, you know, I knew, I knew that first night we met, we bonded over the fact we'd both fucked a sailor. Um, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? Um, you know, we, we'd, both, we'd both had sex with a sailor and we both, our favourite song was You Look So Fine by Garbage. You know, just to find someone, you know, who likes quite an obscure garbage single as their favourite song, I was like, yeah. what are the odds? Can yeah. So we believe in, I, so we believe in connections, but mm. not in soulmates. Not in, not in the kind of way that, not in the traditional sense anyway. Not in, not in, because again, it's like that thing Carrie said when she was filling out that questionnaire, it's that sense of you're being held hostage. Mm. And also I think something that they didn't mention is the idea that your partner is perfect is very dangerous. Yeah, it's that's actually, true. Um, this idea that it's a torture device. I think I know friends who are who have doomed themselves by expecting perfection yeah. in partners. Yeah. Which as you get older, you realize that you are a deeply flawed individual in a dating pool of other deeply flawed individuals. Yeah. And when you commit to someone, you it's about working out if you can work with their flaws because you can't change a man we've just we've talked about that one before mm. you fundamentally cannot change a man or a woman or a non-binary person mm. so you know it's about finding those flaws in someone and loving them anyway yeah and and this notion of soulmate this idea that there is one perfect person for you i think is going to cause you to not properly consider a bunch of fantastic people who might not be a soulmate but they might be an amazing guy to have fun with. Yeah, totally. And there's also like all these, all those amazing, like hilarious small encounters as well, where like, you know, it's where, you know, where you're dating someone for a little bit and you just know it's not, you've got a feeling it's not going to work out, but you're like, well, we'll have fun for a bit, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Two, two, but more than two of my favourite boyfriends, including off the top of my head, two that I'm, Two men that I have deeply loved. One is the man I'm marrying, so that's a good job. And the <laughs> other, the other was a guy I won't name him because I'm not spoken to him in a long time. But um, especially that that guy, the previous guy, when we first got together, he bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> he really, really did. And and I remember sort of thinking, you don't have to marry this guy. And that was some wisdom from one of my friends, which was, you don't have to marry him. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. I could yeah. just go out with him and just see where it goes. And sure enough, within about six weeks, I was completely in love. Just because, <laughs> but had I had I expected perfection from that guy, I would have dumped him after the first day. Yeah. I don't think that that's similarly true of Max as well. I think, and the, there were some early dates that didn't go so well. Yeah. And then... I remember when I then I went to after I got together with Max, I went off to Australia for four weeks. 
And when we got back, we kind of started again. Mm. And that's when things really stepped up a notch. But to be honest, when I got back from Australia, I wasn't really expecting it to go anywhere, if I'm honest, because I'd been away for four weeks. Mm. So, But maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it worked so well, suddenly. I think it did. And I've, I've said that before, and I've said yeah. that to Max. I think had it not been for that trip to Australia, I don't know if we'd still be together. Wow. I think we were both getting into it too fast, kind of. Yeah. Um, wow. So in terms of... Carrie's question of reality or torture device, I would say... Torture? I mean, it's a bit strong, isn't it? (laughs) As Carrie's questions always are. But yeah, if I had to go with one, I'd go with torture device. I do think that... I think you're right. I think they are... It is dangerous um, to expect perfection, especially in 2021. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Nobody's perfect, yeah. but do look for somebody who's been double tapped. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just say, play safe, kids. Um, so there we go. Oh, Dylan, it's so lovely We're to back. be back. I could just, I can't wait. We're back. I just can't. When we, as we've been talking about season four as well, like I just can't wait. Like Maria, bada bing. Um, <laughs> oh, I think you're forgetting Ray the Jazz. Oh my man. god, Ray the Jazz man. <laughs> oh. Um, just so much. It's so good. You're right. Like season three and four are absolute bangers, aren't they? Um, and of course, Lucy Lou. Just when you think it can't get any better, Lucy. Here comes Lucy Lou. Lou. Amazing. Well, please, dear listeners, and do do subscribe, subscribe and like, leave us feedback. Um, and we will be back every week for the next eighteen weeks, talking about season four of Sex and the City, which is still available on Now TV. Yes, um, and on Sky. That way, and on Sky. Yeah. Sky Comedy. See so you watch week on week with us, and do join us next week when we'll be watching. It's. I think it was voted the all-time fan favorite episode, which is series four, episode two, Real Me. <sighs> yes. You're a model. She's bashing roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes. So good. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Until then, stay safe, everybody, and you can find us at F I G T T Podcast. Yes. On Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, stay safe. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.